0: This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. everyone my name is dara this is dear hallmark and we're about to talk about some hallmark movie and mystery stuff today but i'm not doing it by myself the guest that we have in the home of dear hallmark today and you see that i turned into an accent because of the name that i gave him please welcome the benjamin of ayers himself mr benjamin Thank
1: you very much. I'm very, very happy to be here, Dara the Wonderful.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here, though, Benjamin. It truly is a pleasure. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing doing? well. I'm I'm doing well. I've had a busy uh, couple of weeks. I'm I'm happy that we're able to kind of do this now because we've been trying. And I feel bad because I keep changing the date (laughs) and the time on you. Uh, it's just been really busy over here, and uh, you know I'm happy that that we get to connect now. There's been a lot of travel in the last month for me, uh, which is a good it. thing. And and I and I love your signature. Was it eat well, travel often?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Or was it eat often, travel well? I forget which one it was, it's but
0: they both work.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: for sure.
0: So you were in Costa Rica,
1: right? So so yeah, we went to Costa Rica with some friends of ours from Vancouver who flew to Toronto and there were uh, nine of us in total, four adults, five kids, rented a van and we got out there and got our adventure on. And it was, uh, have you been?
0: No, I've never.
1: No, it's pretty cool. Just wild monkeys and sloths and toucans and lizards. Like you're just out there in it. And, uh, and and the kids, you know, we really wanted to give them kind of an educational, uh, adventurous trip. And uh, we succeeded and uh, it was very hot very humid would rain every day in a good way though it was kind of nice to have it but big storms would come in
2: yeah
1: uh, very tropical and yeah it was it was it was a great time and then i came back and then i went to florida which is when uh, you and i kind of touch base and then yeah. i got detained i got detained at the border um because they love hallmark movies and they wanted photos (laughs) of me uh so i had to take photos for the hallmark fans and then uh i got through i snuck through the border and then and then came back and then i had a quick trip out to vancouver and back so it's been i've had a lot but it's been been great and i also I, i had this um it was so hot in florida as well and we were outside i was golfing i went with a group of guys we were out there for four days and I got an incredible heat rash all over my face that came down my face. Like I thought, I'm like, wait, what's the monkey pox situation here? Is this, <laughs> is that what I got? They're like, no, you have heat rash. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. And I had to fly to Vancouver to do a chemistry read with an actor for a TV series. So it's like, you gotta like, you know, meet this actor. And I'm like, Hi. I just, I felt like my 14 year old self in high school with acne, it was awesome. Oh and before God. I before I went in, I'm like, I don't know, I, like I guess I gotta like I don't have my own makeup. Yes, I've had makeup minister, but I don't walk around makeup. So I, like I, I was hey. like, I need to find like a makeup artist. You may have even see me I posted it on Instagram. I do. I and, I, for I, that. and that's what that was for. And what <laughs> I ended up doing, I walked into a Sephora, and I was like, Hi, uh, I have an issue on my face. I was wondering if you could just kind of help me out here. She's like, uh, Okay, I'll see what I can do. I don't let really me see it's still there, it's just like all of these bumps. Anyway, hilarious, but. That went well, and now I'm settled back to Toronto, and it's hot here now. Yeah. That
0: felt like a roller coaster ride as much as it would have felt that, you, I imagine. It, it was.
1: It was intense. And there was only a day or two between each trip. And, you know, the difference, like Toronto to Vancouver is a long flight. The time changed the thing. So it's been, it's been a real whirlwind. And, uh, and I actually, it's funny, because so when I was detained, you're not allowed, like she came, I was like, everybody off your phones. You're not allowed to be on your phone. And I had just wanted to kind of capture an image of me in there. So I could kind of let my wife know what's going on. And in that moment, I kind of had opened, it was like before they had told everybody to get off their phones. She didn't see me with it particularly. And uh, I was on Instagram and saw your message and I was like, hey, it sounds good. And I sent you that photo. Yes. And then afterwards was like, wait, what time? What day? Oh, wait. Yeah. I was like, I might not ever get out of here. I don't know. Like, I might need to send me some help. Well, I'm
0: glad you're back and it seems like you're doing well. So that's good. That is good now. That is good. So I want to start off right off the bat because I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But I was watching some clips on YouTube of one of my favorite series um, and just kind of, you know, being nostalgic and and going through it. And I click on this particular clip, and it is uh, the character is played by Dule Hill. His name is Alex Williams. And there is this character, Gavin Andrews, and who do I see? Oh, Mr. Wait, I think, Benjamin Ayers.
1: I think I play that guy. Like,
0: what in the world? Suits is one of my favorite shows of life. And when I was rewatching, like I, because um, they've been, Peacock has been uploading the clips to Suits YouTube channel, and they uploaded that clip. And of course, I wasn't aware of you at the time when I was watching the series as it was airing. But then when I was looking back on the clips, I said, no, he didn't, but he did, and he did it, and it was <laughs> great, sir. Like, how was your time playing that role?
1: Oh, it was great. So as, as uh, I was a fan of the show as well. I remember when the posters first came out, I was like, suits, two dudes in suits. And I was like, I just, that's not for me. I just, for something about the posters, <laughs> I didn't think I'd like it, but yeah. I knew they shot it in Toronto, and I was like, well, I need to watch an episode just to kind of get the gist of the show, because I'm uh, inevitably, I'll audition for it one day. And then we started watching it and I was like, this show's amazing, yes. love the show, became a huge fan. And then it added this pressure every time I auditioned for it. I was like, I really want to get on the show. Like, I love the show. Yeah. Uh, and then there were some misses and some close calls throughout the seasons. And that role in particular, when it came up, they're like, you know, it might run a couple episodes. It could be two or three, we're not too sure. I think then it was four or five. I can't quite remember, but they, uh, they, the offer kind of came to play that role over the same dates that we had this wedding. We were going to go to in Italy. Wow. And I was
2: like,
1: man, I don't know if like, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be at that time. They said it might only be two, but it wasn't like, I just wasn't sure as much as I really wanted to do that show. This is a once yeah. in a lifetime kind of wedding. I really want to go to these good family friends. So I was considering not doing it. And then they called and said, no, we're on a hiatus that week because Meghan Markle's getting married. And we're all going to that wedding. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? So my first day on set. So like my wardrobe fitting before was us all talking about the weddings we're going to, and then you know my first day on set was listening to everybody talk about the experience of being at that wedding, which was so that that just the start of it. That alone was great. Wow. And then getting to be on that show was you know just to be at that first read through and see all those actors there. It was like I, I was a little giddy. I was like nervous, kind of being there. I was like. It's it's interesting to be on a show that you're a fan of, yeah. And that show, you know, it's a lot of dialogue and there's not a lot of movement. You're just standing and you're still and you're barking and it's just yeah. like it's just like intellectual tennis, you know. It's just like <laughs>
2: literally, yeah. yeah,
0: literally, it's like chess. Like watching, it and see how they'll go, what they'll say, who's going to do checkmate with the blue folder right. like yeah, that's, that's
2: right.
0: <laughs> I love that yeah. show. That's so cool. So now bringing it back, because I needed to start off with that, how did you get into acting? Was that something that you always knew that you wanted to do when you were a kid, or did it happen later for you in life?
1: Let me ask you a question first for context, just so I can kind of, because I was doing a quick little research on you on Wikipedia, right? There's a whole Wikipedia page. So it says, it says, Dara the Wonderful, host of Dear Hallmark. Now you'll have to, because you never know what's true on Wikipedia or not says that you got your master's is that right in interior design or is it interior design architecture
0: interior architecture
1: interior architecture so that's awesome because you never know if they're if they're i never know if they're like if i can trust what's being said on wikipedia and my question to you is did you stumble into that was that something you always knew you wanted to do or were you more like okay i'm at that point in my life where i have to make a decision and i start to of laid decisions out in in certain situations in front of me and start to look at paths or is this something you kind of always knew you wanted to do
0: i always had an interest in it since i was a kid because i grew up watching a lot of interior design shows and just became fascinated with paints and colors and geometric shapes Um, and but i also unlocked this love of writing so i got my bachelor's in english and when it was time when it was about time to graduate and I saw that pursuing a master's in English required me to take another like standardized test, the GRE. I was like, I don't wanna do that. So what else can I do where I don't have to take a test? And so I said, what can I literally, and that's how I stumbled upon the interior architecture program because it was tailored for people who didn't have an architecture background. So my program was three years as opposed to the normal two. So yeah.
1: That's cool. And what are you doing now? Are you a writer? Because we talked, you bit like, you know, outside of your day job, you get to do this, which we're going to get back to, you. but you also, uh, are you, are you a writer now or are you fully in architecture as well?
0: I, so I am a writer and I also, I just got a new job. I'm a, de- a business development analyst um, at an investment. Uh-huh. So I, I do write editing on that job as well, but I've also, I've published a couple of books. Um, so I've published a couple of books. So.
1: We can make Good. them into Hallmark movies? movies? Could we? <laughs> That's a possibility. I mean, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So number two on the Wikipedia oh page God. said that you you started this podcast, was it in 2020? Kind of like right once the pandemic started. So, so this is a two-parter. Were mm-hmm. you a huge Hallmark fan for years that then decided, you know, I kind of want to get out and talk about it and spread the love? Or was it that you kind of watched a couple of films and you're like, like how, how did how did you fall into loving Hallmark films so much so that you wanted to start a podcast about them?
0: Well, I I grew up watching the Christmas ones. My mom always had those on, and I love the feeling that it gave me as I watched them. Yeah, and, um, I would always like. In my adult life, I never had the opportunity to watch the Christmas movies as they aired because I would always be consumed with the church's annual Christmas production. So I really wouldn't be able, and to me watching a Hallmark movie is a part of my celebration of Christmas. So it didn't feel like I was really celebrating Christmas until I have watched a Hallmark movie, but I couldn't watch them until after Christmas. And so in 2020, because we weren't having the Christmas production, Um, I said, I get to watch the movies as they air. I wonder if anybody's talking about them. And I had no idea about all the other podcasts that had been out. And I started on YouTube. So I just was making videos for like a good 10 months. And then it wasn't until Tyler Hines shared a review that I did for It Was Always You. He shared it in his Instagram stories. And then people found me and they began to ask me what I thought of other movies. And so that's oh. how the podcast platform kind of started. So Oh,
1: that's cool. Yes. So these so you you do these for YouTube and for and its podcast, like Spotify yeah. and stuff like
0: that. Yes, yeah. sir. that's great. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So you've yeah. been watching them for a long time.
0: I have. I and I thoroughly enjoy them. I really, really do. They just I love the the comfort, the warm fuzzy feeling that I get, it's like that perfect escape that you need from the stresses of life and the reality of life and all of that. I really do. Well, you've
1: you, you probably just answered the questions you're gonna ask me later about why I like making them because I hear that all the time. And I also get the fuzzies in making them now, but even especially in watching them and getting to share them with people and uh, yeah, but to go back, so for me, I kind of, you know, finished high school, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, there was this inkling in me that perspective was necessary from a very small town in Mm -hmm. British Columbia. Nobody I knew was an actor. There was no, uh, you know, moving off to become an actor or aspiring to be one. Maybe theater, I kind of thought of. I thought about maybe being a drama teacher or something like that. So when I graduated high school, I traveled for years and I just kind of took off backpack on and and did a lot of traveling, which kind of gave me uh, this interesting perspective on life uh, at that age and kind of what is a dream? What do I want to do with the life that I have? What are the things that interest me? And storytelling always was one of those things. But, you know, I didn't think it was writing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, visually there was a lot of things I loved to do so but I didn't really know anything about directing or how to get into something like that but I Mm -hmm. I did enjoy acting in high school so I was like I think you can do it in Vancouver I heard Vancouver has an industry and it's not quite Los Angeles because that Mm -hmm. scared me a bit so I was Mm -hmm. like I'm going to move to Vancouver and just give it a go and I went there and started studying and then kind of just you know you start auditioning and I did a lot of theater Um, you know I tried stand-up that scared me that was really hard and, wow. uh, but th- theater, theater, I really loved. Um, and I kind of thought I might just stay on that path, but at the same time was kind of just auditioning for film and TV stuff. And then was just kind of getting bigger roles. And, um, that's, it's, it was a very, it feels like a slow progression. Sometimes I have to reverse engineer it. There was no one moment that made me go, this is what I want to do. You mm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a, many things that had to happen for me to kind of go down the path. And then I had to commit hundred percent and a lot of people were like, you need to have a plan B. And I was like, I don't know, I've, I've read that if you have a plan B, you'll fall back on it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I didn't have one and, uh, you know knock on wood so far, I'm it's, it's going, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of, and then, yeah.
0: So I was listening to another interview um, that you did with my friends over at It's Technically Romance. You spoke with them uh, last year and you mentioned how Uh, producing is something that you also wanted to get into is that something that you're still currently pursuing?
1: Yeah so there's you know there's a couple projects I've got like in development stages so I have had some stuff in development at Hallmark and currently have a couple things we're trying to get off the ground Uh, one with uh, Mark McKinney of Kids in the Hall and another one with uh, you know Colton Dunn he's on Superstore
2: Oh, I don't um, know, so. If you
1: watch Superstore, no? Okay, so uh, he's also uh, a writer of uh, Key & Peele, if you watch okay. the Key & Peele. Yeah. Sketches, yeah. So uh, we kind of have this series we've been developing for a while that we're trying to uh, get off the ground, which has been a lot of fun. He's an incredible writer, and uh, uh, that's been a lot of fun, but we're still pretty early stages of development. Um, but the idea of making something ourselves is uh, is exciting, you know, as long as you got a, a story that you want to tell, then it's something I'd want to do like people often ask me like oh just because I'm an actor obviously I want to direct Or because there are actors mm-hmm. I know that are directing I would want to mm-hmm. do it but. Um, like one of my best friends, Peter Benson. I don't know if you know oh, yeah. uh, Peter Benson. Yeah, so he yeah. and I have been friends forever. So we came up together. We both kind of started doing short films and like oh, that's little awesome. indie films and theater, and uh, we're really close. And we worked. Uh, I mean, we had, we were kind of we both were aware of Color My World with Love, kind of behind. And We're trying to kind of like maybe see if that could happen. We've been trying to get a movie that we could do together over the last few years because we're both in the Hallmark role. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: uh, we were pretty excited to get to tell that story. And we'll get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, But uh, yeah. (laughs) Producing would be great. I love directing, but I don't think, I don't really aspire to be a TV director only in that Mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty, I'm very luckily busy as an actor and and I love acting. I really do love it. Um, there might be like some feature films, some specific story that I will want to tell, but mm-hmm. on the production side of things, there are a few things I'd like to try to develop and uh, directing. It'll, it'll come when, when I have the resources to tell the stories that I want to tell.
0: So I hear you mention storytelling a lot, which is one of my favorite words. Um, as a writer, I love telling stories. I love the art of storytelling. And so I'm curious, um, in your medium as an actor and in the film industry, what you what your thoughts are about what makes a good story or what is good storytelling?
1: Honesty, you know, I think as long as everybody can be telling it from their truth and uh, with passion that, to me is the best type of storytelling, you know, like it, it might not be necessarily a subject matter that I'm interested in, but I can, as long mm. as that person, as long as whatever's being told is truthful, I, I, it will affect me and it usually will affect others. And that's usually how I'll try to approach any scene, even that I'm doing is to try yeah. to find the truth in that, in that moment, even if it's silly, mm. you know, you've seen me do silly stuff and it's just trying to find the truth in that moment with that actor. And uh, luckily, it, Hallmark in particular, everybody there really also strives to do the same. And uh, I haven't had a bad experience with an actor, but so lucky with the actors I've gone to work with there. Like everybody's uh, strives for the same and nobody's lazy. Everybody shows yeah. up wanting to, willing to, and waiting to, and kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful world to, to exist in. One that I didn't know anything about kind of before, you know, you said you have been watching them for a long time. And I think Hallmark movies did air in Canada now mm-hmm. they kind of air sometimes the same night, but oftentimes it would be like, you know, a month later. And it was always like, a oh, W network. It was, it, and yeah. it kind of didn't, even though I was aware that they were being made, I, I kind of didn't know what the Hallmark movies were. Like, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if they were the same as, I kind of would look at Harlequin romance novels when I was oh, checking out at a grocery store as the same. I was like, is that the same? Is it just like, right. you looking dudes on horseback on beaches. I, I don't quite understand what it is until so I kind of fell into the world. And then I was like, oh, these are like fun rom-coms. Where, yeah. you know, they just kind of like, they're really, uh, yeah, they're, uh, I, I love to do them, anyway.
0: And it's, it's 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 evident that you love to do them. Cause I know as a viewer, I think that translates so well on screen with the, cause the first movie I saw of yours was You, Me and the Christmas Trees. And I was like, "What? Uh, where have I been? Like, why, have, why is this the first movie? I've been? And I've heard, people have said your name, you know, when I was, like the momentum was growing for dear hallmark and i was like consuming all these hallmark movies like nobody's business and i've heard people throw your name around but i didn't watch movie until you me and the christmas trees and so after i watched that i watched cranberry christmas which is officially my favorite i've watched oh, nice. blue ridge uh mountain christmas um love by chance i still haven't, i still have to watch uh falling for vermont um that oh one.
1: you gotta watch that one that was a great one That's
2: yeah well
0: yeah yeah but it's so evident that you have so much fun. I think it translates in every movie that that you've done and it you you're just extremely extremely talented um so with that, what would you say was the hardest role that you've ever had to play as an actor whether it was physically taxing emotionally mentally what would you say was the hardest role you ever had to
2: do uh, the, the fruit and-
1: there are two that quickly come to mind. One is I did this, uh, there was a, a docudrama film a long time ago called Touching the Void. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, and it was like, it would go between the real person talking about the events and then a dramatized cut to version of kind of what happened. There would be like actors that would kind of like act out kind of what was actually happening and then cut back to the person talking about their experience. And there was a TV series made of it called Survivor. And it was basically, they did 10 episodes in each episode was somebody who overcame some big circumstance. The episode I got cast in was this hockey player named Eric Lamarck from Los Angeles. I think he's from Los Angeles, but he, he was skiing, snowboarding, and he got lost on the backside of a mountain for seven days. Got gangrene, lost his legs from the knee down, got attacked by wolves. There was crazy stuff happened to him. He was starving out there, and there was like all of these things, and he had know. Uh, He went to go, like, he needed water and, like, was trying to melt snow, but then they gave him hypothermia and then kind of found a creek and fell in water. And then, like, all of these insane things happened to him. So I did this episode where he was talking about the experience, and then I was actually the one out there reenacting them. And we shot it in Alaska. In the middle of nowhere, we would be on a snowmobile. They would take me as far away as they could, prop me down, give me a walkie-talkie, and have this long lens that they could kind of, like, follow me around. And they would just say, you're lost and they would just captured all this camera. And it was so insane to film it. Cause I also was like, is this safe out here? <laughs> and uh, it was, but as an actor at that point, I had just kind of come out of theater school and the thing and, and, and I'd been doing a lot of theater and I was like really committed emotionally to, to that role. Um, and I remember being kind of scared of it as well. Cause I was like, I, I felt like I really wanted to honor his story. Yeah. Um, and, and it was oddly isolating because I didn't have any other actor to get to work with. So,
2: right.
1: you know, I had to bring pictures of my family to look like just all of these things, I all the wow. tools that, you know, I had to learn to use for, for this. But that, that, that experience always sticks in my head as such a unique one um, that I got to experience kind of out in the middle of nowhere by myself. And, I, you know, I think two months before I had finished doing this play called sex drugs and rock and roll that Eric Bogosian wrote it's a one-man play I was on stage for 90 minutes by myself I played 12 different characters so there was there was this it was interesting for me to come from that role to get to go do that it was almost like the two kind of needed each other almost like it just was the the perfect bigger role to get coming out of theater to get to go do something like that yeah Uh, and uh what was the other one I was just going to say that uh, Oh, there was a show they shot here called Combat Hospital
2: mm-hmm. and I
1: auditioned to play this this soldier who had PTSD and the night before is kind of when they cast me or they gave me the script I didn't know the script I had all these monologues and they're like he needs to have a southern accent And I'll like, say I didn't audition with a southern accent like I auditioned, didn't hear anything for a while. Then I don't know if something happened, somebody else could do it, but all of a sudden I booked it. And the night before I look at it, I had all of this dialogue and they want me to do it in a Southern accent. And he's like emotional and like, and I'm like, I don't think I can do this. The director, I didn't know, I would never do this. I guess I'd had enough experience. I had been on a TV show to know, you know, how, how it would operate on set. And I, and I managed to get his phone number and he was staying at a hotel and I said, They just gave me the script. There's so much dialogue. I'm asking if we can start shooting the other actors' coverage first so that I have a few times to run through it. I'm gonna have my lines in front of me. It's not because I'm lazy, it's just that I haven't had time to kind of process all of this on top of it with the accent. And he's like, I am so sorry that this happened. Uh, you know, I will do that for you hundred percent. And usually that doesn't happen. Usually the the guest star that rolls in that day, their coverage tends to get done first. So the leading actors can have more time to prepare. So those two situations, I can remember being very, uh, nerve wracking. And there was just a lot of feelings going on. And in the end, both of them, you know, there's something about working in a state of chaos too. Like I, I, I can panic if I don't feel prepared. However sometimes trusting and just being in that moment and using that feeling of panic and chaos actually pays off well. And, and then you actually know, comes through in a way that's necessary for the character, or at least for those two, I wouldn't want to do it as a doctor or lawyer and that, you know, <laughs> I've, I've had that, I've had that too. Like, playing a doctor for years on saving hope it was very nerve-wracking because the dialogue is so specific you know like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can't know, a tetanus booster cross match four of blood start two liters of saline at 200 hour hang two grams of five milligrams liter gents fentanyl stat and you're saying that like those words will never leave my memory because you can't <laughs> you cannot say anything wrong because any doctor listening will be like no i don't believe it and, you, and you're saying lines like that all the time while you're walking around and putting on these gloves and it's hot in there and the gloves don't quite fit. And there's like, you got to reset all the time, there's the blood. It, it was like a very intense environment, uh, but super fun to do.
0: <laughs> wow, now the question is, have you ever been back to Alaska?
1: I have not been back to Alaska, no.
0: Okay,
1: I was <laughs> so that's it. I not been I I've been to Churchill, Manitoba to shoot, which was also really cool. Churchill is the polar bear capital of the world. So we were out there filming and they do these really cool experiences where they call them tundra buggies. So it's basically a massive Greyhound bus with like monster truck tires on it. And these things just cruise out into the middle of the tundra. And then they connect to these other ones that are these like high class living units with like meals and stuff out there. And people go out there for like seven nights and they sleep out there. And you see like, you know, Northern lights and stuff. And then you just watch polar bears roaming around. So we had to get into these buggies and get taken out into the middle of nowhere. And I played this helicopter pilot, they were diamond miners. And we it would we only had like four hours of sunlight a day. So we'd get up early, take these tundra buggies out in the middle of nowhere. We had these tents set up and it looked like we were out there kind of living kind of off the land sort of was the bottom off the land, or like out there uh, mining but we had four locals that were surrounding us with shotguns because there were polar bears that, were, that will come and attack you. So they had to shoot them if they came. So you're in the scene, it was 30 below, your mouth would freeze the second you took all your stuff off, you're trying to, and as you're talking, your mouth would slowly stop and then you're kind of talking, everybody's kind of got the Clint Eastwood thing going on. <laughs> and then you're thinking there might be a polar bear that's about to attack me. It was such an intense experience. Everybody's door, in Churchill is left open. And if there's a horn and you're walking down the street, you run into somebody's house because there's a polar bear around.
0: Wow. I need you to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) These experiences, oh my goodness, that is amazing. Oh, wow. I don't know how to transition to Hallmark from that, yeah, but yeah. how
2: to do it. <laughs> We're electric
0: slide right on into Hallmark. So Hallmark movies and mysteries. You did um, a Miracle of Christmas movie with the ever so wonderful Nikki Deloach, um, Cranberry yeah. Christmas. But is this outside of Christmas? Is this your first Hallmark movie and mystery movie um, doing Color My World with Love?
1: So I did a series with Alison sweet Yes!
0: The Chronicle Mysteries! Oh, the
1: Chronicle Mysteries. I forget!
0: Yes! I'm sorry.
1: Uh, my did you passion. watch any of those? Have you seen those?
0: Have I seen them all? And the answer is yes. And oh, I'm waiting okay. for awesome. another one. That one. Awesome. Yes.
1: So, you know, that's an interesting thing as an actor, too, to like uh coming into hallmark I, I didn't know that there was hallmark and there was like a hallmark drama hallmark movies mm. and mysteries i didn't mm. realize that there were separate things i think the first one i did was 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 uh love by chance and yeah. then the following year i did falling for vermont and during that time i was on saving hope so they had called a few i i, I hadn't done i think my first christmas well my first christmas movie, i know was um Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas, but three seasons leading up to that, I was working and unfortunately couldn't do them. And I did not know that the Christmas season was a thing at Hallmark. <laughs> so I just, I like, I love it. I'm just so happy to be a part of it. And at the time, I was like, oh, it's weird. A Christmas movie. Okay. And then the next year, I was like, oh, they're doing another one. I wonder how many of these they do, right? A hundred thousand per year. And you're like, Literally. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I had done those two movies and then um, and then I got a call. They're like, so there's these this wheel of movies uh, and it's something different for Hallmark. And they're like these murder mystery kind of things, these mystery films. And it's going to be, she's a podcaster, you're a journalist. And I was like, that's a great idea for a series. Uh, I'm a huge podcast fan. Allie's a huge podcast fan. She's the one who came up with the idea. What's all we do is talk podcasts on the show and you know, the different movie ideas for future. And um, she... That uh, opportunity came up and I was like, great. And, uh, you know, we shot those five and then uh, and then from there went and did uh, my, my first Christmas one, um, Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas. So, and that one I think was Movies and Mysteries. So now I'm starting to see, like, I think that if you do some of the. The wheel of movies on movies and mysteries. Then they try to maybe keep some of the actors over there. Sometimes they cross over, but they're, they're tended to be. And I had a conversation um, with a, an executive at Hallmark that they like like me over there, and that's kind of where I landed. Even though I kind of come over and you know, I, I did, last year's was over on Hallmark, so I don't know. I like the Hallmark ones because they're a bit lighter, and it's like you know, I, I get to kind of uh, do the comedy that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movies and mysteries were fun too, especially. I really enjoyed playing that character with Allie. She was you know, a bit more stuck up and um, <laughs> a much different type of character than the other ones I've played over there.
0: I like that it took place in Pennsylvania because I'm in Pennsylvania. So I was like, Oh, are you? Hey, I'm in Philadelphia.
1: Okay. Did you recognize it as? Were you like,
2: Yeah,
1: or were you like, eh, were you like ah, it looks like it?
0: I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, I, that's not
0: important. You know, it is what it is. I still enjoyed the series, nonetheless, you know? I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, so I was just like, yeah. it's,
1: it's hard, right? You're like, you right. know, it's like Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas. People are like, that does not look like the Blue Ridge. I live there, it does not. You're like, I know, so you're going to have to pretend we're not. Right. To Vermont. only It doesn't look like Vermont. I'm like, I know, it's Langley. They're all shot in Langley. Let's just, let's not review that part of it. We know that. That aside, do you like the characters in the story? Do you have fun? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes. Uh, See, that's the
1: problem. That that actually reminds me of you know people uh, who've got things to say. I uh, on the one last year, you mean the Christmas trees as a joke. uh, There was a moment with Danica where we're at the tree and and I'm telling the story of of Mm -hmm. all the ornaments. Yeah. And I thought I thought it would be funny to make her laugh when I said this is from when I was born, 27 years ago. (laughs) Right. Right. Obviously, I'm not 27 years old. Right. But the way, the way it was cut, it kind of like the joke didn't land. So it was like, are we supposed to believe that he is 27 years old? And I got all these messages. I'm like, it was a joke. I guess I should have said like 18 or something. Like, I don't know what the, what the funny number was. But I thought 27 was a funny number, but- I
0: got it. I got the joke. Yeah, I get I, it.
1: I was like, it's a joke.
0: Yeah, like, is that supposed to be taken seriously here. I Yeah, that's interesting, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, lots of people were like, 27, there's no way. It was like the movie was done for them. They were out, they're like, I'm out. Click off, on to the next, I'll, you know, zero rating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tomatoes, no. But um. Yeah. so, with Color My World With Love, this movie is so beautiful um, it stars Lily D Moore and help me pronounce his last name is it david DeS- David
1: David yeah David de Santis. yeah
0: De Santis. okay Lily D Moore and David de Santis. what was it like for you when you read the script? What was that feeling like at, like when you first finished? I
1: cried on the second page
0: dang
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like when when she's sitting there painting and yeah that woman comes up and makes a comment. Like, I didn't know they could paint like that. What do you mean they? Oh, just, and I was like, <laughs> just the way the mother defends her in this like very calm way, but also in this teaching moment. And I just, I loved the script and it was something so different. And
2: yeah,
1: to just to get to be involved with it uh, and getting to work with some of my best friends, Erica Durance and I were yes. on Saving Hope for five seasons. So. You know, we hit the ground running and yeah. we haven't worked together since and, you know, we've kept in touch. So I should—I well, I don't have my, uh, I'm talking to you on my phone, but David sends a text out every single morning to all of us. There's about 12 of us on a chain and it's been since the day we wrapped and probably be for the rest of our lives. And it's just a breakdown of what his day is. And he usually starts with wake up, right, which is done. And then it's hardcore tennis or casual tennis. He's a very, very good tennis player. His parents are incredible tennis players and they go there at about six in the morning. They play very intense tennis. Then he goes for an F45 workout. Then he'll talk about what he'll have for breakfast and then kind of the different conferences he'll go to or conversations he's gonna have that day, uh, playlists that he makes, which he then sends out to all of us that will be like, this is a Wednesday playlist, this is whatever playlist, or this just is uh, how I'm feeling. Uh, or this is a playlist for the last half of the film, which really touched me this way. Um, and and then it ends with like, I'm probably going to do some karaoke tonight. I might have dessert. I'm not too sure. I might have a glass of wine. Not too sure. I think we're doing steak for dinner. And then it's just this whole, every single day gets sent out. And it's so oh, I love inspiring that. in a way just that makes me think about what do I want to do today? Like, what is my yeah. day? Am I just, am I just, my day just happening? Or am I going to plan my day? And the way he wakes up and kind of creates the day yeah I, I, we love it we, we love getting it And uh, uh lily just graduated from high school so we got this incredible photo of her at graduation we're all oh. crying lily
2: go and, yes. know, like,
1: First of the decade. they're there it's it's such a cool family to have and one that we you know going into it i just did we did not know what to expect And, you know, uh, we learned so much, like, I remember on the first day, you know, so like David and I, we we played, you know, brothers from another mother on the show.
0: First of uh, all, I love that! (laughs) (laughs) that. I said, oh, this ain't my mama's hallmark. I loved it! I loved it!
2: I loved it! I loved
1: it! And we... And we, you know, like we kind of get to get to know each other. So he made me some music. I sent him some music. We talked a lot about music and, you know, some jokes and things. And, yeah. and, and one morning we were just sitting there. We have a scene. We had to shoot this bus stop and he kind of cries in my lap in the scene. And yeah. before the cameras roll, were, we're just sitting there. I'm like, I was breakfast this morning. It was like, good, and I had uh, I went scrambled eggs and I had some uh, some hash browns. And I'm like, great. I said, do you, do you drink coffee? Because I do sometimes. Because I didn't today. Sometimes I wake up and I feel confident enough to not need it. Mm. I was like,
2: "What? Am I not
1: confident in a
2: long time?"
1: Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're questioning that yourself. Quote, like, what? That was a
1: great quote. Sometimes yes. I just wake up and I feel confident enough to not need it. Anyway, oh, that one always stuck with me and makes me think of it in the morning. I'm like, "I'm just gonna have one cup."
2: One cup of confidence
1: today. Yeah, I just need one cup of confidence.
0: Man. It was, yeah, it
1: was, it was a very special experience.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, it translates so clearly on screen. I was going to ask if you and David got close during the filming, but even just hearing you talk about it, it's so evident. He
1: is funny and uh, dangerously hilarious. The stuff <laughs> he'll say, just woo! <laughs> it's amazing, and the two of them just had so much uh, fun chemistry right away, and, uh, and the whole team did. You know, the first thing we did, it doesn't always get to happen, but we all went out for dinner. Mm. We had a nice dinner, kind of like the, the Friday, or like two nights before we started filming, mm. so we could make sure everybody can meet. Lily also is a huge Hallmark fan. Oh!
2: So she word. got to go
1: from, she watches movies all the time with her mom, she, and her mother is the biggest Hallmark and so she they arrived going like Benjamin or Peter Benson? Like the whole thing was a huge Whoa. deal, you know, and she's she's got a special cameo at the at the, at the at the at the end, and it's oh. like oh man, she's got a nice little like featured moment in the film. Uh, yeah, it was it's it's so cool to get to see somebody, was she for Lily who is such a big Hallmark fan. Watch them all the time. She's never auditioned for them, and then you're wow. the lead of a movie. You're the lead in this world, and it and it you know, it's gonna make me emotional. Think about it. But sometimes you'd look over her and she'd be crying. I'm like, are you okay? And some days, and, and she goes, I'm just, I just can't believe this is happening. This is my dream come mm. true. And I'm like, oh, kiddo, it's like you know, you know, come over and give her a hug, and we talk about it. And she's like, I just, I just can't believe I'm here, and I. I I just don't want this to end and I miss you guys already. And I'm like, we're always going to be here and we talk all the time and, you know, I'll be just doing something and it's like FaceTime is coming in and it's Lily, you know, we like, we catch up and, yeah. yeah. Um, and And, you know, it was really infectious too, just that like, reminder of how lucky we are to get to be doing this for Mm -hmm. a living and also to get to tell these stories and you know it was just the most emotionally charged film Mm -hmm. i've ever done and and and, in in all in all regards we laughed and cried every day yeah
0: man one of my favorite scenes was with you and David's character, Brad. So Nick and Brad, they're in the arcade and he's at the, um, I forget what you call it, but the thing where you try, the claw. Yeah, the claw. Yeah. <laughs> the claw. He's at the claw and you guys are talking about Kendall who is um, Lily D. Moore's character. And it, the scene was so small and seemed kind of matter of fact, but it, it, it stuck out to me with this one line. Um, and your character Nick says it, love is not a gooey word. It's when you trust someone with your whole heart. And it also means they can hurt your heart a little too. And I was like, golly, Bobcats. That is, that, 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 that's a line." And it's so funny that it's coming, A, from a Hallmark movie, because (laughs) it's almost like, in a way, love can be seen as gooey a little bit, but I love the the groundedness in which, like the the whole movie in and of itself, like that line just just stuck out. Like, how was that? How was it doing that scene uh, for you?
1: You know, the interesting thing about having these conversations with somebody who's only viewed the film, and then you know, like when you the second you brought up that that scene, I get a flood of memories of that that mm-hmm. day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So much going on. Like our experience as actors you know, is quite small between action and cut on a set mm. and in an whole day. The rest mm. of the time is spent just being there. So, mm. you know, oftentimes when people are like, you know, what was, what was it like to be on that movie? You watch it as what was it like to be on the outcome of the movie? The mm. outcome of the movie is something so different than the experience of it. And the experience of it is so different than the outcome. I can have a horrible experience that has a great outcome in a film and vice versa.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And that scene was our first scene together. Shut up! Yes. So it's the first scene we shot. You know, I remember thinking it's going to be arcade. We weren't sure. Like, they really made it look like an arcade. And at first, we weren't sure if they were going to... It was like nighttime. It had this kind of moody kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, There there was actually an opening sequence um, that is not in the cut where two guys are kind of making fun of them they're just kind of snickering mm-hmm. in the corner and David looks at them and he says do you want to take a picture it'll last longer <laughs> and they sort of go what and he goes no no seriously And he grabs their phone and just takes a little selfie with them kind of pats <laughs> one back. and then they both kind of laugh and walk away and it was one of those moments I kind of knew like you know and then from there then he comes and sits down and then I walk into the scene and so there was like a lot happening all off the top
2: yeah. and we had
1: we, we knew that there was a possibility that that might not make just due to time and stuff but it was such a beautiful little moment Mm -hmm. and and it was and it was uh it really started to it 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 was this defensive this defensive thing that nick a didn't get he would normally interfere in a situation like that but he also knows that brad's able to take care of himself in these situations and do it in a way that is that is so beautiful and heartwarming and funny and uh and biting kind of like all these things because you know so when I when I watched it and saw that scene and that that opening bit isn't there, I'm reminded that it was mm. driven from that opening moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I loved his stillness in it and 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 the way he touches my shoulder, you know, and says it's going to be okay. I I got this, and also sort of reinforces which he does he. He'll see the hurt in in Nick, and as much as as, as Nick is trying to help Brad, Brad helps right. him a lot emotionally. Yeah. And I and I just think that that's so cool, you know. That their relationship allows for that. It's not one sided, you know. They really have a good time together, and they learn a lot from each other. And emotionally, are there for each other.
0: It yeah. was it was so beautiful to watch. What would you say is something that you brought differently? To the character of Nick than your other characters that you've played. Um, let's just stick to Hallmark movie and mystery land.
1: Right. Um, the accent. <laughs> you might not have heard it, but it was an internal accent monologue <laughs> that I do. It's so good. It was it's sort of like this, yeah. It's got like it's real sort of cocky vibe, yeah. But on the outside, it's not, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> You know, I don't often, for me, the biggest difference for me sometimes in these characters is just the music in which I'll approach it with. And for me, it's just looking into the eyes of the other actor. And oftentimes I'm playing kind of the same type of version of character. Mm -hmm. So... You know, uh, in particular, this one, so like, I, I just know I just know kind of who I am in my skin when I'm playing a lawyer and a doctor. The rest of it, I let the script be the one that can be specific details. So like, you know, he's a contractor. So, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I need to have dirty nails and things like that. But I honestly don't approach the Hallmark movies as far as my character goes, a whole lot different from one another. Mm honestly speaking depend and again uh, the only the only big difference for me is how i approach it as far as my day on set what my character's music is cuz that's mm-hmm. a big one for me the musical the character and 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 it changes a bit depending on kind of who i'm uh, acting opposite but I, I try to just stick to the world created by the writer and yeah. helping the director with his vision
0: yeah that reminds me of something of Tyler Hines said about, because he <clears throat> has like, um, he acts, produces and directs, and it kind of echoes what you just said, like as an actor, your your main job is to really bring to life the vision of the director and what they see for that.
1: You've work. got a short, window, right. a short window of time, you know, yeah. and you're not coming in, it's not like these roles are, I've got to lose 30 pounds, uh, mm-hmm. I've got an accent. <laughs> You know, uh, there's the the weight of the world, which creates a hunch shoulder. Like I'm not doing animal work or all this type of specific uh, tools that I would use as an actor for some roles. These ones in particular really require you just to kind of, in some most ways, come as yourself in that situation. Yeah. So that is, you know, how I approach most of these. But that still requires a lot of work to get to there. The hardest thing you can do is tell an actor just be yourself on camera. It's really hard to just be yourself, you know, even just, just coming in and, and just feeling calm and natural when action's called is, is not easy.
2: Yeah.
1: And I've seen it, you know, I, I've seen, you know, many small roles on on some of these movies where an actor will come in and be really nervous and unfortunately get cut right out of a film because they just, it's really hard sometimes to say these lines and do it naturally yeah and not and then, seem like you're acting and have a good time yes
0: you know? yes and that's why i give like and it's the ones who make it feel like like the actors where i see oh i can do that i know that they're doing their job well because i know for a fact i can't do that but they're making it look easy because of the craft and because of how long like it's re- there really is a craft and a a work at acting that i don't think people <clears throat> excuse me um recognize or respect which i i give y'all props and kudos yeah
1: yeah, there is. And, it, and you know, and, and it's an interesting one in particular with Hallmark, you know, because there's a formula and there's not. Like, I know yeah. a lot of actors that are like, oh, I'll just never do Hallmark because I, I can't figure out the formula of how to act them. And I'm like, there isn't a, a formula to act. It's just that if, you, if you're a bad actor... And you don't know how to make some of this dialogue sound natural, or make it work, or or have the confidence to to reach out to the writer and talk about maybe making some changes that you feel are necessary for your character because you're coming at it from such a single point of view. Then yes, it's very it's going to be very hard. If you just come out and say the lines in this world, it's you're not it's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. So. What would you say? What would you want people to, after watching Color My World with Love, what would you want them to walk away with?
1: Oh, I mean, um, it's about, there are so many things that it's about, but ultimately, you know, it's this wonderful story between a mother and a daughter and the ultimate uh, moment of having to let go. And it's inevitable. It's going to come as a mother or father you don't get to decide when that's going to come and the fact that you know Lily, character you know she finds love early in her life mm-hmm. and wants to kind of like expand and go out and do this thing is really hard to have to come to terms with and I think I think that there will be a lot of uh, reflection for a lot of people watching it especially if you have kids but even you're going to recognize in your own parents that they were able to do that for you Mm. and you know like it's easy to always be looking down kind of at your own kids or your relationship with your siblings and stuff but you know i think looking back up it it reinforced some things with my own parents in a way the fact Mm -hmm. that they allowed me at, at an early age to leave the small town and like just travel at 19. I'm just like on a plane. I'm going to Australia as far Mm -hmm. away as I can get. I cannot imagine letting my kids do that. I give them so much credit for allowing me to go out and find myself. You know, Mm. that's such a weird thing. But at that age, you know, I'd read those books and I love Jack Kerouac. And I'm like, I'm going on the road. And I felt like I needed to go do that thing. And then you realize like, wait a minute, am I running from something or am I running toward like, what is this? And then you slowly start to like question everything. And I think that that's an important thing to discover yourself, but that's what it was for me. It wasn't finding myself. It was understanding how everything works and how I fit within it. Um, and, you know, in some ways that's acting, you well, know, what's my role within this world.
0: Wow. Well, Sir Benjamin of Ayers, thank you yes, so much. wonderful. Thank you so much. Before we go, is there anything you want to say to the viewers and listeners out there? I'm going to have you have the, the last word.
1: Oh, well, first of all, I want to say you're amazing. <laughs> and you are, you're awesome. And I, and I love, I, I want to talk about a little incident that happened, which I love. <laughs> Kids have gone to bed here. I went downstairs to watch a little show. I had oh a couple God. of tequilas. I was hanging out. I was kind of rolling on upstairs, kind of getting ready for bed. And I'm flicking through, just kind of doing some scrolling. And I, and I opened Instagram. And sometimes you just accidentally hit one of the like, I didn't know, like, I was like, I hit your live. You're like, Benjamin Ayers is in the house. And I was like, I'm not, I am, but I'm like, do it. And I was just like, hit it. And we just kind of went live. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And we kinda, You know, that was kind of our first introduction. Uh, which was awesome. You were so good. And I was like, do you do that every Friday night? Is that a thing where you just kind of like hang out and chat and talk? I didn't know what that was, but I kind of was on there and really enjoyed talking to you, which is kind of what brought us to this moment. And and thank you for being so cool and letting me crash that night. But I remember afterwards kind of like getting off. And then I went to just kind of go back on Instagram. But sometimes it'll be like, so-and-so is live. So then I, all of a sudden, popped back into the room. And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I kept coming in and out of your room. crashing. That I'm was
0: mad. that was a wild moment. And I don't <laughs> really do those. Like, I just thought, oh, let me just randomly go live. And then, Benjamin, like, I was literally just talking about you probably, like, 10 or 15 minutes prior because they were asking me like my favorite actors and things. and You're one of my favorite actors. And then you pop in and I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> so, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. That was such an enjoyable moment. That was that was really cool. So thank uh, you. Fun. I appreciate I appreciate that. Well,
1: so what I want to say is, you know, first of all, thank you to all the viewers. Thank you so much for doing this because it's your hard work and, 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 and dedication. You know, you've got a full-time job and then you're doing this on top of it. But, you know, you're helping spread the love spread the word and and we really appreciate it so i just want to thank you and thank all the viewers and everybody listening right now because uh you know we wouldn't get to do this if it wasn't for you and we're just happy that it gives you the warm and fuzzies
0: oh well you guys he's benjamin ayers i am dara this is dear hallmark and i will talk to you guys in the next episode
2: bye